On this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, I'm going to give some of my thoughts on a saying that pretty much most traders have heard, which is that a strategy works until it doesn't. Before we go on, the usual disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor, so everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only and not to be construed as investment advice. Now, the reason I thought about doing this episode is because um, lately the Theta engine has been working incredibly well. Um, the win rate is very high. The PCR is quite a ways above the long-term expectancy, you know, based on the back testing. And so it got me thinking, um, well, first of all, I'm always kind of afraid that when something's working too well, you're kind of due for that time, you know, when you kind of revert to the mean or, you know, progress towards the, the expectancy, which means if you're running above it, there's going to be some time when you're going to run below it, right? And not only that, I, I've been hearing some questions in the forum about people who have either been trading or following and kind of asked the question of, you know, how do you keep pulling the trigger and selling puts, you know, when the market's been going up and you've been just taking winners or we're at all-time highs or people have kind of some twist on the strategy about maybe only selling on down days, for example. And as you guys know, I'm very mechanical and I want to just keep selling and just follow the strategy and keep kind of churning out the positions, right? But I understand kind of the feelings. And this kind of brings back to, um, made me think of this saying, uh, the whole idea that uh, a strategy works until it doesn't, because I can see kind of how for one, uh, you know, people who, are worried again about kind of all-time highs or maybe even skeptics or cynics who talk about like, okay, well, a strategy where you're selling puts, right? Of course, it's going to work in a bull market or whatever, right? And the strategy works until it doesn't, right? So I want to approach it from a couple um, a couple directions here. First, just kind of my take on the saying itself and whether or not I really think it applies and when it applies. And then the second thing I want to talk about is basically how this saying um, may or may not be applied to strategies like the Theta Engine and this kind of perpetual put selling strategy and, and my take on why it's not necessarily true. So first of all, obviously the saying is very straightforward. Right? Strategy works until it doesn't because for the most part, you know, traders new or experienced alike, you're always going to run into cases where something's working very well and then all of a sudden things change and you start taking losers or whatever and you don't know like hey is this strategy actually still working or is it just kind of hitting a rough patch and the market's changed or whatever right and so i can understand and on the surface of course it kind of makes sense like sure there you know why should there be something that always works right if it's so easy to make money that everyone would be doing it or whatever right but for me i think it goes a little beyond that because honestly Depending on the kind of strategy you're doing and how you're approaching the markets, you know, I, I believe there is edge either inherent in the kind of strategy structurally, like, you know, people talk about premium selling and selling options. There's that edge and sort of the overstatement of volatility or depending on your mechanics and how you kind of structure the risk reward. I've talked about being able to create edge and creating that positive expectancy. So for me personally, I kind of feel like if a, and of course, you never know truly if a strategy stopped working again or if it's just kind of out of favor. But if something really just stops working all of a sudden and continues to underperform or just behaves very differently than when you expect, I think it's there is a chance that 
you know, the success you've seen at one point may very well just be luck, right? It's very possible that you've just never been trading something with edge and you just happen to get lucky and had some string of winners okay so in this case i think it is possible it's not so much that the strategy worked until it didn't it's that it never really worked and you just got lucky and happened to you know have some success um even if it wasn't necessarily deserved right for me i think if there's truly a strategy or a trading style or something that has positive expectancy and there's a real edge that you're taking advantage of. I think the saying isn't so much a strategy works until it doesn't. It's more for me, a strategy works well until it doesn't. And the difference there is that if you have a positive expectancy strategy, then you can still expect it to go in and out of favor depending on the market environment, the market regime. And certainly there's rough patches you're going to go through drawdowns but as long as you stick with it and you manage your risk and you don't let yourself you know get blown up and you kind of make it through that rough patch then there you know as long as that edge is there you just kind of have to make it through to the other side and i know that's very difficult um and that's what kind of leads people to quit or give up or just kind of throw in a towel right and this is the kind of thing where uh, you have to have conviction in what you're doing and one way to build conviction is you know, with something like backtesting or being able to figure out what kind of environments a strategy works or doesn't work, right? And I know people talk about how backtesting, obviously, uh, past performance is not indicative of future returns and all of that. And that's true. But and I, I probably have to do an episode. Well, I will do an episode on backtesting and my take on that at some point. But for me, backtesting is not more about finding an edge or trying to create something because obviously you can curve fit some strategy and just run different things until you find a good return based on the time period you're testing right but it's more about if you think there is some edge or something you're trying to take advantage of back testing is more about giving you context and for one trying to figure out um, kind of tweaking things so you can get a good risk to reward ratio or something where you can kind of cut the drawdown and manage the risk. But not only that, it's more to give you context. Again, if you're backtesting a long period of time, right, that allows you to see, number one, when something works better and when something doesn't work quite as well and give you context of what kind of market environments cause something to do better or worse, right? But secondly, that allows you to see that, at least historically, there may be rough patches, hopefully not more than a few months or a year or something, where a strategy works and then it doesn't work, but then it starts to work again. And as long as you can figure out how to, you know, trade it in a way where, again, when you hit those rough patches, you don't give back all the gains or have some kind of huge loss that kind of just wipes out everything. Um, and you can kind of make it through and just control the drawdown, then you can make it through the other side, right? And so, for example, I'm looking at my, on the bomb shelter page with the longitudinal study, right? This is a 16-year test from 2005 to 2020. And of the 16 years, four of them were negative, right? So, but then again, that means, you know, 12 of them were positive. So 75% of the time, Right. Just incidentally, this strategy, um, which is the Theta engine, which I'm looking at on the bomb shelter page, the Theta engine study is basically the 90 DTE one with the 15 Delta. And it's not even evenly spread out. Right. It's 2007, 2008 were, were losers. 2015 was a loser. 2018. And then, you know, 
interestingly enough, 2020 with the crazy black swan and COVID, that was a positive year. So you, you just that shows that you just really never know. And you just have to be able to have conviction in what you're doing, first of all. And so, again, coming back to the topic at hand, uh, for me, again, the, the saying really, in my mind, should be a strategy works well until it doesn't. But that doesn't mean to stop doing it or throwing a towel. It means to figure out how to get around that and work through those rough patches while containing your drawdown and not losing too much until you can make it to, through to the other side. Now, the second thing about this is this notion of, well, of course, selling puts works in the bull market, right? That, that, and this is something people who either don't understand strategies and risk management, at least kind of the way I trade them, or they kind of just have this blanket statement. Yes, selling puts works better in a bull market, obviously, right? But that doesn't mean put selling cannot work in a not so bullish or choppy or neutral market or even a slightly bearish market obviously if there's like a huge crash you're going to lose if you sell puts right but i've said this before that selling puts for me anyways is not necessarily about being bullish um, it's more just my choice of vehicle where a short put option is morally is simply a vehicle to harvest you know theta decay and time premium so one thing i want to kind of give an example the reason why it's so easy to kind of fall into this um, uh, kind of assumption that, oh, if you sell puts, it has to be only in the bull market or only works in a bull market is because depending on what actually happens and the outcome can look very similar with two different strategies. And what I mean is, let's say we take something like the Theta engine where there's a profit take, which is obviously you, you take winners, right, when it goes up. But there's a stop loss, right? So if you took the same strategy and just didn't have a stop loss and you just had the assumption, oh, you know, I sell at this delta, so I have to have this win rate. And theoretically, uh, the market's not past my strike, so I can just hold on or whatever. Basically, just take away the risk management. So let's look at three kind of extreme scenarios, okay? Let's look at an extreme up market where the, all the market does is go up. Under that circumstance, the two strategies one with risk management and one without risk management, they're going to look the same, right? Because you're just going to take winners. And because most of the time the market tends to trend upwards anyways, it's going to look like, you know, this whole kind of bull market uh, genius phenomenon, right? So obviously, there's not really much to say, right? So if, if two people are trading the same thing, whereas I have risk management, the other guy doesn't. So and the market goes up, and of course, we're going to just have winners, it's easy to group us in the same bucket and be like, oh, these guys just sell puts because it's a bull market, right? So I don't have anything to say about that. But let's go to the opposite extreme, okay? Obviously, if the market, you know, you start selling puts and the market tanks, then clearly <laughs> they're going to behave differently. If I have a stop loss, I get stopped out. I take a small loss. Market, you know, goes to crap, whatever and I'm good, right? But the person without the risk management, they're going to take huge losses, get assigned, or, you know, get a margin call, have a huge drawdown, whatever. So obviously, in that case, it's very easy to see the differences. But again, those kind of markets is not that common, right? I'm talking about like a 2008, 2015, 2020. Um, and even 2020 was kind of weird, because this person with a huge drawdown, 
may just held on and bounce, right? As long as they didn't, if you if you trade too large, you're gonna get blown up and get a market call, uh, margin call, right? But if you, you know, trade reasonably small, this guy may with no risk management may have had a huge drawdown, held everything, and it came back, and then. That's actually honestly not a good thing, right? The trading is one of those things where you can get good feedback for doing the absolute wrong thing. So that's just gonna make the other person more confident until the next time they trade larger and then they finally get blown up, right? So, but again, coming back to this extreme circumstance, having the, you know, no risk management, that's obviously gonna look very different. And that's the case of clearly it works until it doesn't, right? But then again, if you don't have risk management, and the, mar the strategy stopped working is because not having risk management wasn't a good strategy in the first place. So it was, I would argue that it was never working, right? The time that you were doing well was just pure coincidence. As soon as the market tanks and you get blown up, it's showing you that that strategy was just never good, right? Now, you know, we talked about the extreme up market, which is actually not as calm, you know, it's not as uncommon as you would think, right? And then the extreme down market, which is, not very common, but let's talk about a choppy market, okay? So with the choppy market, you know, when the market goes up, you know, having risk management doesn't make a difference. We take winners, both of these traders, you know, it looks the same. But with risk management, and for in my case, it's kind of, it's a stop loss, right? There is gonna be an instance where the person that with no risk management is kind of holding on for dear life, if the market's choppy, you know, their PNL is probably gonna be choppy, right? The market goes down, they take a drawdown, the market goes up, they go up, up and down, up and down with the market. Whereas with the risk management, for better or for worse, I will probably get chopped out, right? I'm gonna hit stop losses, market goes up, and oh, I shouldn't have got a stop loss because I could have just held it, right? So, and that's always the argument people have about stop losses, and of course, I have to make another episode about that. But here's the thing, in a choppy market, it's very likely that the strategy with risk management at the end of the day is going to end up with less PL, right? Because you're getting stopped out on some of these times when you really didn't, you know, the market would have recovered or bounced, right? So you got some small losses where you didn't necessarily need to. Um, and, I, and I would argue what necessarily needs to the necessity because, you know, I would argue that I had smaller drawdown which is kind of, if that's your priority, then you did need to get stopped out, right? So, and so with the choppy market, it's like it's likely that the person with good risk management and a long-term positive expectancy strategy could end up with less PNL than the person with the bad strategy with no risk management. And again, it's one of those cases where you get good feedback for doing the wrong thing. Right, so choppy market, and this person with you know the bad risk management, no stop loss or whatever, they end up with more PNL simply because they held on to every position. But they're they're they made a they may have had huge swings in their account, large drawdowns. But again, if if you go through these circumstances, it's also going to kind of put him in the bucket of like, okay, well, another bull market genius. All they did was sell puts, and you know they just got lucky. In which case, they probably did, right? So. It just takes kind of these occasional um, really big down years, these black swan kind of years to kind of wipe these guys out until it really shows, hey, which strategy actually worked and which strategy was never working all, all along, right? So unfortunately, that's just kind of the way markets are. Um, and you can never predict 
what is going to happen next, right? If anybody thinks they can, no, I, I don't believe it, you know? So if you're wondering about, hey, you know, something like the data engine, is this really, really something that works or are we just getting lucky? Well, now I honestly believe because I've done a lot of testing through long periods of time. I've traded it through a fairly long period of time, gone through the drawdowns, gone through 2020, gone through, you know, 2018. And, you know, even there's some drawdowns in 2019. And again, it's it's about the conviction. And it's about the under, not just the understanding of how the strategy works and seeing the test results, but understanding about proper sizing, right? Because even if you do the proper mechanics with the stop loss and everything, I've talked about the whole asymmetric um, uh, um, compounding with drawdowns, right? The idea is if you take a large drawdown, it's going to force you to size down because a large drawdown requires an even larger return percentage-wise to get back to even, right? And we talked about that even on the expectancy simulator episode. So the idea that a strategy is not just about what you're doing, right? In this case, selling puts, um, not just about the risk management, even about the size of the trade. The size of the trade is a mechanic. Sizing is a mechanic that can make a very real impact on the expectancy. Um, and so when people talk about, hey, is this a strategy that just works until it doesn't? No, I don't think so. I think it is a there is real edge in premium selling. And if you have the right kind of mechanics to, to carve out that expectancy, you can have long-term success. Now, will you have a winning year all the time? No. Should you? I don't think so. I don't believe there's any strategy that's going to work in all environments, and that's okay. But what's important is that you understand the context and the idea that, you know, number one, you don't have to, well, of course, everyone's always going to worry about, you know, what, especially when things go wrong, like, hey, is this the end of the time for the strategy? Is, is it time that this thing stopped working? So having that conviction and it's hard to build that conviction, but I think if you understand where your edge is coming from and you know that you're trading at a size where no matter how bad things get, you won't get blown up and you can live to fight another day, then you'll be able to keep going on, right? And the idea of, hey, these are all-time highs. Should I keep selling the puts or whatever? Well, I know there's lots of different opinions on that. You know, For me, it's just easier to be mechanical um, because at the end of the day, it's all about the probabilities and the statistics and who cares if it's all-time high even if it's all-time high and you sell a put and the market goes down well you could still win right depending on how fast it goes down um whether or not there's there's time decay volatility goes up or down so it's it's your decision to sell or not i think should be independent of what the market's doing and definitely independent of your opinion because nobody knows anything right and so it, i think it's just easier to be mechanical and that's another thing that can help you have conviction to pull the trigger and just kind of be methodical and executing the strategy but anyways so just want to give my thoughts on that so next time you know somebody says that hey you, you're doing well just because you're selling puts and you know it's good it works until it doesn't just just be like look i understand that by the expectancies and the long-term results and as long as you size it right you know it works well until it doesn't but that's okay you know so anyways let's leave it there as always if you guys enjoy this episode please take a moment to rate review and subscribe to the podcast 
you can also visit my trading page at www.thetradebusters.com where you'll find all of the strategy mechanics and trade logs as well as various essays I've written and other podcasts I recommend. Finally, you can follow me on Twitter at The Trade Buster. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.